Hi everyone, it's Carl here. I hope you're doing well today. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to know that we touched on a couple of topics today that might be quite difficult or even painful for people to listen to. My amazing guest Kaylee shares her success story and it's full of the normal advice and motivating tips that you'd expect in a normal episode. But she also talks about some of the challenges and moments during that journey that have been extremely difficult for her. We touch on her pregnancies and also the experience my wife and I have had with our pregnancies and what can happen when that doesn't go to plan. We talk about miscarriage and the pain of losing a baby while pregnant. And I just know that for some people it's a very personal thing and it can trigger all kinds of emotions and feelings. So I'd completely understand if you decide this episode isn't for you. I'm pleased to say that Kaylee's story does have a happy ending and I'm very grateful for her for sharing and being open about her full journey. But just felt it was necessary today, like I said, to give you that opportunity. As the last thing I'd want to do is create any pain or hurt for anybody. Thanks, Warrior Tribe. You're absolutely awesome. But when you're 13, 14 years old and you're the biggest one out of all your friends, it's not a nice feeling. Like growing up, my nickname was Tank. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. As always, I am your host, Carl, coming to you from Barcelona in Spain. It's getting hot here, I won't lie, but I do kind of enjoy it at the same time. I have got a special guest today who is based in Kent, but from Leicester, if I'm correct. Her name's Kaylee. She's lost an amazing eight stone with Slimming World and is now actually a consultant. And we're going to be chatting today about her journey, everything that has come along with it, the good, the bad, and how amazing she's done as part of that. Welcome to the show, Kaylee. How are you? Hi, Carl. Thank you for having me. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. Like I say, it's a little bit hot. Good. Um, I won't lie. It's, it's getting warm now here. But at the same time... A bit, bit like jealous say, myself, personally. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't say it to brag. I still have to work and you know, still have to take the bins out. Still have to do all those jobs that you know, nobody wants to do. But it just means I do get to do it in the sunshine. And you're in Kent, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So we moved from Leicester. I used to live down here when I was younger. Um, and my husband fell in love with... We are actually in focusing in Kent. And my husband fell in love with it to the point we sold our house just after having a baby. And we found out I was pregnant again. As we sold our house and did the whole move kind of thing, it was a bit mad. <laughs> Wow, that's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I, I mean, they say two of the most stressful things you can do is have children and move house. <laughs> and well, you combine them. Yeah, that's them. true. And we did both. So, Kaylee, like I said, you, you are someone who's now a Slimming World consultant. You've been on your own journey and lost eight stone. I know that you've recently had surgery as well, which I would imagine would be to continue with those changes leading on from the transformation and losing eight stone. I can't wait to delve into them. Why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself before we jump into that? So I started Slim and Wild back in uh, January 2018 because it got to the point where it was like, um, 
I can't take being this big anymore. Um, so I had my husband and I had my, my son at the time and I was diagnosed at 19 with polycystic ovary syndrome. Okay. Um, and they literally just told me I'd never have children. So that's how that route went down. Obviously, I was very lucky to have my child at that stage. Um, and then it got to the point where I, they wouldn't help me have any more children. And I got myself in a deep spiral with my mental health and decided that that was the point where I needed to do something about my weight. Okay. So just because I, I'm absolutely terrible with timelines, so I like to work backwards through it. So how old were you? How long ago did you start your journey, if I can ask? My Slimmer World journey. Yeah. Um. So January 2018. That was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And leading up to that point, when you decided enough was enough, you had to do something. Mm-hmm. How had you managed your weight as a teenager, as a young adult? Is it something you struggled with? I hadn't with? managed. Yeah, I hadn't managed it. I was always known as the bigger girl for, out of my friends. I was always known as the biggest girl out of my sisters. Um, and I mean, my mum and my sisters are all size 8 to 10. And I was always a size 14, even when I was at secondary school. So, and I know looking back now, size 14 is nowhere near big. But when you're 13, 14 years old, and you're the biggest one out of all your friends, it's not a nice feeling. Like growing up, my nickname was Tank. So I didn't have a good association with my weight at that point. Of course not. And what a horrible experience to have to go through. So having that nickname, having the the comparison of family members who are much smaller than you, and like you said, even though you were not big, but just having that comparison of sister, mum being much smaller. Um, when was it that you found out that you had polycystic ovary syndrome? So I was actually diagnosed uh when I was 19 okay. so I can't even think of what how many years ago that was <laughs> I've like, seen a photo you're not uh, that old <laughs> I, 35 so I'm getting on a bit now don't so say that I'm nearly 40 was... <laughs> you're only a little bit older than me you're fine but if you're getting on a bit I'm getting on a lot <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that was back when I was 19 and I just okay. thought my world was going to collapse at that point and and probably not so much even because of your weight at that moment or even yeah. having the diagnosis of PCOS, it's more about what that means in yeah. terms of maybe not being able to have a family, having to manage 100%. that condition. And, and that's probably something that until that moment, you'd probably gone through life thinking, you know, if I want to have children, I can have children. How did that impact you, your, your mental health and did it directly impact you gaining more weight at that time? Was it something that was connected or were the two things separate for you? Um, like I said, I've always been that bigger than everyone else, but it got to the point when I was diagnosed, they literally gave me a sheet and said, read this, you'll never have children. And that's when my mental health went whoosh, straight down to the floor, couldn't pick myself up. And I thought, well, what's the point? If I can't have children, what is the point? 
So I just and took myself in that spiral of just eating and eating and eating. That was your coping mechanism? Yeah. And had you met your your husband at the time? I hadn't met him yet. I hadn't okay. met him for a f- good few years after. Okay. Because that's something else, having spoken to people with PCOS, that is also a very difficult conversation but mm-hmm. to have with, a, with any kind of partner but also getting into a relationship loaded with that in your mind there is also a lot of beliefs about you know why would somebody perhaps want to be in a relationship with me if they know yeah. I can't have children everything that comes along with that was that something that was was difficult for you oh 100 percent. like it just constantly played in my mind that why would anyone want to be with me if I'm not going to be able to give them kids in the long term um, and because I was still so young, people, the, like the, the guy I was dating was just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Because he could, obviously couldn't see a future for that far ahead. Whereas I've come, I've got an Irish background, so I've come from a big family. Okay. And to me, it was, that was all I wanted. That's difficult then. Yes, 100%. And... I love the fact that this has got a happy ending in the Mm -hmm. fact that you've lost weight, in the fact you have children. So I won't spend too much time going into the the pain that you suffered. But at the same time, I think it's also important to have that as the comparison and and how far you've come to recognise that. And during these moments of having poor mental health, being overweight, using food as a coping mechanism... Did you ever feel there's any way out? Did you ever feel like it was going to change for you, Kaylee? No. Um, 100% no. They, they're, it's, it's so hard to say, but I talk openly about my mental health because, like I said, it did go in that spiral of there was no way out. I was overweight. I couldn't have more children or even children, and it was just, what, like I said, what is the point? So to me, my mental health, yeah, there was no way out. And how did you get out, if you don't mind me asking? What was the the route that you took, you know, in order to start making positive changes? Um, I think I focused on my work for a bit. And it wasn't even like I was working a great job. It was just I was working in a nightclub. And I just thoroughly enjoyed being a young person in a nightclub every night. Who wouldn't? Of course, it's like you, you, it was just fun. You're enjoying yourself and not spending a, a fortune for being yeah. there either. Hundred percent, and it was just so much fun. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? So I just threw myself at work for a while until I did meet my husband. That's awesome because, and I'm, I'm sitting here. Sorry, I've just gone off. My mind just went off there because I, I managed a bar in Austria for a ski season, and I've worked in pubs, and I absolutely loved it as well. I think that social aspect, being young being out there and having a distraction for you must have been very important oh yeah 100 percent. and it weren't just working in the bar i was out on promotion so i was walking the streets and meeting all these brand new people all the time which to me i love to meet new people so it it was even bigger and that's obviously how i met my husband (laughs) Ah, okay you pulled him into a bar one night well he he was sounds a bit bad he was with an ex-boyfriend driving around town like these young cruiser boys um, and I met him through that way. Wow. 
Wow. Everyone's got a story. Don't you don't have to feel bad about <laughs> that, Katie. Everyone's got a story. My my wife, she worked in an office doing IT for, for the office I worked in, in a different department. So, But if our computers broke, she had to come and fix them. The amount of times I pulled plugs and cables out of the back, so she just had to come in and see. And I always managed to pull the ones right at the back, so she had to lean over to get them. Um, that's probably too much information, though. Um, I love that. But, you know, things you do, eh, when you when someone catches your eye, it's amazing. So um, so you met him, you're uh, doing what you could to be in a more positive headspace, which I think is fantastic and something, you know, finding that distraction. Still, I'm sure, with a lot on your mind, having PCOS, being overweight, probably not happy with yourself in that. But, you know, taking steps to, to get on with your life, at least, I would say. Yeah, 100%. Um I'd got to the point where I was in a good place that I actually wasn't that overweight. I'd got myself down to a 12 to 14 again when I actually met my husband. So to me, I was in a good size and I actually was loving life again. That's amazing. And how did you manage to get down to that size 14 that you mentioned just now? What were you doing to get your weight down? And how far did you have to come to get to that, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so I'd got myself up to like a size 18. Okay. Um, and then I started working in the nightclub. And I think it was literally just dancing all night long and then being asleep all day. <laughs> so not probably not the best diet out there. But it clearly worked to get my head refocused again to bring me back down to the weight I've always been. Fantastic. So that's good. I mean, that was a good like reset for you. Yes, the sounds 100%. of things. And then, so that was a if you you know a few years ago, mm-hmm. and then you said in 2018 you started your Slimming World journey. Yeah. So what happened in between dancing in the nightclub all night, sleeping all day, meeting your husband, and 2018? Um. So I obviously met my husband 2010. It was. So a good few years and we had, we, we not long got together and we fell pregnant. It just happened after all the years of them telling me with my PCOS I'd never have children. And it just happened. <laughs> and so how long had you been together at that point? <laughs> um, we, we were together three months when I found out I was seven weeks pregnant. Okay. Are you happy to talk about this on the podcast? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, perfect. That's great because I, I love this story. I absolutely love it. But I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't pushing any boundaries. Oh, no, I tell everybody. <laughs> okay, perfect. So so you were seven weeks pregnant on your three-month anniversary. Yes. <laughs> now, I would imagine, just being serious for a second here, I mean, that's quite early into a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you know, you know. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. But even when you know, you know, that's still quite early. Yes. But given the fact that you had been told you would never have children, got it into your mind that that was something that would never happen for you, and then finding out you're pregnant so early on into a new relationship, how was that? Um, it was it was very strange because obviously we'd not long been together. Um, but we'd had that conversation already and it sounds weird, but like you said, when you know, you know, um, and I completely and utterly fell in love with him. 
because he was the guy that treated me the way I should be treated and it was one of them so we had that conversation and it might be a trigger warning for some but my husband had cancer when he was younger so he told he was told he couldn't have kids either and then we just got together and made a baby made a baby who's now 12 (laughs) and full of attitude (laughs) well I mean that yeah that's a whole different time you're coming into there you've got a teenager now nearly so we can talk about that shortly so the pair of you didn't expect to have children that's so beautiful I just want to say that is absolutely beautiful to hear because thank you I have friends who have struggled to have children I have one good friend actually here in Barcelona and her and her partner I think were trying for maybe nine years and had given up hope and then all of a sudden found out she was pregnant with twins and it's stories like that I just absolutely love and another guest who's been on the show Tracy she has has PCOS and she actually lost weight to try and improve her chances of having a child and she fell pregnant which was another amazing story so I I think while I can't and shouldn't say it would be bad of me to, to even go there and say losing weight will solve all your problems if you have PCOS because I know for a lot of people it won't no but the fact that there are these happy endings and these warming stories, these heartwarming stories that come out of it, you know, it's, I think it's important to have hope. Um, oh, 100%. And, and that goes for all situations, not just with PCOS. So, okay. So you you had a baby more or less at the same time you were celebrating your one-year anniversary with your husband. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm not taking a mickey. I, probably, I, I, lo- I just love stories like this. I, I got married when I was two years into my relationship my wife I moved in in fact I say I moved in I literally didn't leave from when I stayed there the first first time yeah I get that we did that it's fine okay (laughs) I I was paying rent on another flat in Barcelona and I I think the first two months I stayed there four times and that was only because she had to go away for work and you know I needed to go home and wash clothes and just show (laughs) my face so leading up to that point of starting Slimming World had your weight become an issue for you again how are you feeling around that time um obviously after having a baby it's all the emotions going on and my weight just piled and piled and piled um and it wasn't a nice feeling at all and I got myself up to a size 24 okay so your weight gain this time around 20 stone and over 20 stone okay so your weight gain this time round was was heavier and, and deeper yes. than previously. Yeah. Okay. Was it still, if I can ask this, was it still from a place of unhappiness? No, a, it being wasn't an emotional at that eater, point. Or was it something it, different? It was a happy place. Obviously, people talk about emotions being a big trigger for how they conquer their eating and if they're happy they eat and if they're sad they eat mm-hmm. it, it's exactly how it was for me I was just such in such a bubble and such an awe of this brand new baby this brand new relationship and I literally just piled on that way okay and I guess that's why we tend to refer it I think people jump to the assumption that when we say about emotional eating there's 
has the connotation of negative emotions. But like you say, people associate food with celebrations as well. Yeah. Feeling relaxed, feeling comfortable, feeling happy, not just feeling sad or depressed or in a, in a terrible place. So I would, if I was to hazard a guess, and please put me in my place if I'm wrong, I'd say that you you probably felt comfortable for the first time in a long time. Oh, I couldn't have put it better myself, Carl. Like, that's exactly how I felt. Okay. And with that comfort, again, which happens to so many couples, you know, you, you kind of, I don't want to say let yourself go because it sounds such like a harsh way of saying it, but I, I'm talking about myself in this situation, but I <laughs> completely relaxed when I met my wife and I gained weight because, well, we were going out for dinner more and stuff, but it wasn't I stopped making an effort, but I just... I indulged more yeah. and I was in a happy place. And, and that, like you say, you, you, with that comes emotional eating. So you got up, you said at your heaviest, you were a size 24. Yeah. And, and over 20 stone. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, had you done Slimming World before? I tried it many, many, many years ago when it was like okay. the red and green days. <laughs> yeah. This was when I got taken to Slimming World by my mum when it was red and green days. Yes, and they were difficult. I, I had a lot of red days, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, Don't blame me. I didn't really get it like into my head. I think I was there like two weeks and I was like, nah, this is not for me. Yeah, and the thing is, it, it was working for people, but it was just, I knew that a green day really meant almost no meat and I enjoy meat. So yeah, I, I didn't stay there. And also because at that time in my life, I wasn't, I was more concerned about going out, drinking with my mates and having fun than I was yeah. about losing a couple of stone because I wasn't in a, a bad place mentally, I don't think, in that sense. I, I probably was looking back, but at that moment I was enjoying myself and it was, you know, I prioritised having fun and going out more than my health at that stage. Um, so what made you choose Slimming World again then with that experience in your mind? Well, I've tried literally every diet out there like you could think of i've done it the shakes okay. i even tried calorie counting for a while i've tried physically i won't go into too many names but i've tried probably all of them okay and i would lose the weight and i would pile it all back on again and then it got to the point where again my mental health was at its worst we wanted more babies and it kind of got to the point where it's like, what do I do next? So I joined Back Slimming World and I was like, let's fight this weight off and fight for what I want. So you had a good objective, a good reason, a good why. Yes. Like we'd been back and forth to the hospital for fertility treatment and they physically said, you are obese, morbidly obese. At this point, just as I started Slimmer World, I was over 21 stone at a size 24. And they was like, you're more blue beast, you need to do something. And obviously, like I said, I tried everything. So that was the point where literally just my 30th birthday, I seen the pictures of how atrocious I looked and I was like, I need to do something. So going through the door, first of all, the heaviest you've ever been, was that tricky for you? Um, I wouldn't say tricky, it was daunting, but okay. I joined with a friend oh, who brilliant. was not nowhere big as me, 
but she was also a bigger girl. So I, I had that support of a friend walking through the door. So yes, it was daunting, but I just, we kept saying like everyone else who's walked through these doors have felt the same thing. That's a really good way to look at it. That's a really good way to look at it. And that's something I try and draw out of, of my guests because of the fact that I don't think anybody hand on heart walks into their first session for any kind of weight loss or going to the gym, like buzzing for it or full of confidence. There are doubts. Any any situation for the first time, let's just take away from the fact of trying to lose weight or do something significant that you're self-conscious about. Anything for the first time. I get nervous going into a supermarket for the first time because I know I'm not going to know where anything is. And I'm not even joking about that. Recently, the, <laughs> the local supermarket even moved everything around. And I, I could have been in there for days looking for things. <laughs> been um, lost. You should have been given, a, I honestly believe you should be given a map of where things used to be and where they are now because <laughs> it was, honestly, I've never spent so much time trying to buy rice in my life. They just anyway, do it to keep you on your toes, that's all. I think so. I think so because I, I probably picked up 12 other things while I was walking around trying to look stupid. Um, so you started with a friend, which I think is a really, really good way to embark on one of these journeys because you have accountability, you have support and someone to share that with, which is great. And now you said the weight came off very quickly. Were you very committed to the plan of Slimming World from day one? Yes. From day one, I was like, I know what my goal is and I need my goal. There's no messing around this time. This is it. Let's do it. Perfect. And, and something that I think is quite different to a lot of people I speak to is that your goal was to have a baby. And I'm, I'm sure that it's probably part of the goal for a lot of people, but I also speak to a lot of people who want to lose weight first and foremost, to look better or feel better about themselves. But is it fair to say at this stage that you were doing it more for that opportunity to have a baby than you were to feel better about yourself? Yes, 100%. For me, it was, I knew that my goal was to have that baby. And I knew for a fact, once I started losing the weight and I can see it coming off and I can realise that that baby goal is literally like touching distance that I know my mental health would have improved a lot more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, th that was my end goal is to have that baby. Brilliant. So you from 2018 until when did you hit your target? How long was that part of your journey? I've actually not hit my target yet. Okay, so you're <laughs> still on your journey. Still on my journey. And I think I'll always be on a journey with Slimmer Mild. I love it when people um, say that. I think it's just, you're still learning about yourself all the time. So in 14 months, I'd lost six and a half stone. 40, so just over a year? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, that's and when the hospital approved me fertility drugs. Okay. And so with this, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know the process of fertility treatment or I, I don't even know very different types so I'm not going to make assumptions there but you had to get to a certain weight in order to be given the drugs that would help you or give you the opportunity to perhaps conceive a baby I had to get my BMI to 30 or below okay and when I first joined Slimming World it, my BMI was at 46 okay and the 30 I think 30 yeah is still probably, if you look at the chart, classed as overweight. 
Am I, I'm trying to picture it in my head here. It all depends on your height. So I'm a quite tall. So they said 30 obviously would be fine. Okay. They'd prefer me to be 25 of BMI, but 30 would get me the fertility treatment. Perfect. Okay. So that was your target and that's what you reached in 14 months. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And then the process, did your focus then shift from, from weight loss to being pregnant? for a short time or did the weight loss continue during that um it was a tough time if i'm honest when it got to that point i was approved fertility drugs but i was actually already pregnant um so yeah it was a tough tough couple of months um sadly i lost that baby i'm sorry when i was just short of 12 weeks pregnant so it was a very tough time because I'd gone through all that hard work to try and get these fertility drugs. But in actual fact, my body had done the work for it, for myself and it conceived. And then you miscarried and lost your baby. Yes, I did. And then I'd, I fell pregnant again the following month. And sadly, I lost that one at six and a half weeks. Wow, that must have been very, well, not even very hard. That's just the worst. Um, I'm talking from experience as well, having been through more than one miscarriage with my wife. So I know how that feels to lose a baby there. And I would imagine, especially with all the hard work you'd been doing to get to that point, everything that you'd been looking forward to, all your emotions, your excitement in that moment was just shattered. Completely. Like it was, it was an experience I've never gone through before. And I'd hoped I'd never have to go through again because it's really not a nice experience from beginning to end. And obviously your mind shifts obviously then from weight loss to just getting yourself better. Yeah, of course. And to have that happen in such quick succession, um, uh, I I don't know if I'm going to keep all of this in the podcast Kaylee, okay, just because it's, it's kind of triggering for myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when that happens, like it's, it's hard to become excited about something you want so much when the fear of what it could be taken away from you is so strong as well. Yep, 100%. It's one of them where you don't get too excited. Exactly. Exactly that. And you just want it something you kind of look forward to the idea of being pregnant and that process all of a sudden you just want to get it done as quickly as possible I think and healthily and just done you want to get to the end of it yeah and I think that's why I share the story so much because I know there's people out there that have gone through it with PCOS or without PCOS and they've fought and fought for this baby and this is the outcome of uh, of it at the end mm-hmm. and they don't know how to process it. No. But no. I, it's why I share it because they're not alone. There's so many oh. of us that have all been through it. Absolutely. And this is something else as well. It's often something that until you've been through it, all of a sudden when you do go through it, the amount of people come forward to you and say, oh, this happened to me. I don't know if it was the same for you or not. But friends, family, 
all of a sudden, once we'd been through it, it kind of people felt empowered to tell us about their own experience. And that was really comforting and supporting. People I had no idea about. Yeah, 100%. It was one of them where it was like, I I shared, obviously I didn't share straight away. It was It took me a few months to actually share it openly on Facebook that we'd gone through. Obviously everyone knew the journey that we'd gone through mm-hmm. of trying to conceive. And it took eight years at this point for us to get to the point of maybe possibly being pregnant and as soon as I shared it people literally was messaging saying I'm literally going through this right now and I can't thank you enough because now I can share my journey I don't feel ashamed or the fact that I can't share it with people no and I think it's so important that you do share it and I think it takes a lot of courage to be honest with you Kaylee and I'm not saying that everybody should share their story because it will help other people. I think if you feel comfortable to share it, it can help other people. But you shouldn't feel pressured into doing it. It's such a personal thing, you know, that mm-hmm. you're, you're not right or wrong either way. But for the people that are able to share it or feel confident to share it, like yourself, I do think it helps a lot of people. And, and I think what Massively. you're doing by talking about it is a, a very brave thing. Thank you. No, not at all. And so after you lost the second baby, what was your next step in terms because uh, again did you focus on on trying to have another baby quite soon did you focus more about losing weight what was your focus at that point my focus at that point was just making sure that I was okay it weren't about weight loss it wasn't about making sure I was trying for another baby it was making sure that I was okay and that my husband was okay and even my child was okay. Of course, of course. And so that was all I could think about at that point. And it was like, and then it was a conversation with my husband. It was like, where do we go from here? I've got these fertility drugs. Where do we go from here? And did you think at that point, having conceived naturally twice, but having these drugs there, did you think whether or not it was necessary, whether it was something that you should pursue, whether you should try again naturally? I, I would imagine your, your head was probably all over the place, to be honest. And I say that with, with compassion. Um, it's, it's probably difficult to know exactly what the right decision was for you. It was tough. Like I said, it was the conversations with each other, like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Do we carry on trying or do we go for the drugs this time? What exactly do we do? And my husband, being the man he is, he was just like, you do what you need to do. You have to make sure you're okay first before anything else. So I literally just made sure I was okay. And I got to the point where it was like, okay, I've lost two. Could it be my eggs that are not processing properly because of the PCOS? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, right, let's take the tablets and let's see. But it wasn't until a good while after that I did take them. Okay. And probably looking back, you needed that time. Like your husband said, quite rightly, you know, to be all right with yourself, to be willing to take that risk of ultimately potentially being disappointed again and, and hitting that rock bottom another time. Yeah, because yeah, I said to him, I don't think I could go through it a third time. I think that would tip me over the edge completely yeah 
So yeah, it was that. that was October of the loss of the second baby. Um and it weren't until the following year that we decided. In actual fact, it was in lockdown because that's when lockdown happened. Okay. So that was going into... So then from March, lockdown started? Yes. Okay. So that's... I mean, you gave yourself a good five, six months there. Yeah. I think I needed that time just to... I think we needed that time as a family just to heal. Yeah. Look out for each other instead of having your focus on something else. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, the weight piled back on a bit. Okay. But I still went to group every week whilst going through my losses. And my group was there to support me, including my consultant. Like, I couldn't thank them enough. It's not their burden, but just having that support from not just my family was an amazing feel. That's something special there. And sometimes you need outside support because, again, as much as we love family, and again, talking from experience, it's sometimes easier just to talk to somebody who isn't so close emotionally or someone who doesn't know you so well to have an opinion or make a judgment. And I'm not saying that that's what our family do or even do intentionally, but sometimes it's just easier to talk to someone who's who's further away. I remember going into a meeting with my boss to talk about my work and how I was, and I'd been bottling up so much, being strong for everyone and, you know, getting on with things. And I didn't really until that point have a close relationship with my boss but she said, you know, she said Carl how are you doing and that was it for me I, I just couldn't I, I had to let it all out there and then and um, it helps like you said it's kind of like therapy being able to talk about that with people and it sounds like your Slimming World group was that therapy for you yeah definitely it, I couldn't honestly I still to this day I can't thank them enough and they know how much I appreciate them although they're back in Leicester I, I still I appreciate every single one of them for just just a hug or just a cuddle, like it was just one of them. And I say yeah. hug and cuddle because a hug is just a simple, they're there and a cuddle is a proper arms wrapped around you. This is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you, you had that. So, um, okay. So moving forward then, and thank you for sharing all of that, Kaylee. really. I know it's not easy to talk about and I know that you're doing it with a, a sense of helping others. So thank you. Um, you then lockdown happened yeah and at that point had you decided to go with a fertility treatment or try again naturally um, well so lockdown happened and I think it was about a month into it and I was like right let's give this fertility drug a go let's um, see if it does wonders for my eggs and we fall pregnant but there was a chance that we could have multiples with the fertility drugs so it was a, a risky thing to do, but it, to me it was the right choice for us. And that part worked out okay. Did you? And, and sorry for asking with just my ignorance, but the fertility drugs do they? Do you then go on to conceive naturally? But the drugs are there to support that process. So the drug I was given uh, was a drug called Clomid. So it helps you ovulate. Okay. Um, obviously I w had ovulated with the two I did conceive, mm -hmm. but they did tests before and said that I wasn't ovulating regularly. Okay. So these, this drug just helps you ovulate when you're taking it. And okay. I actually only used it the first month and fell pregnant. Right. Okay. So again, 
You, you found you fell pregnant again. Yeah, and now she's a marvelous two-year-old. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I I was scared then to ask how if if you did lose enough blood. I, I felt it in my throat there. I, I couldn't. I thought that's why I need to say Nash is a, a marvellous, thriving two-year-old. Thriving being <laughs> operative where there, but you She's you're probably... very on the go all the time. So Which means funny. you are. And that's amazing. And I bet your son's happy to have a little sister. Your husband's happy to have a daughter. You're probably over the moon to have your, your family complete. I, I was totally over the moon. And then this blonde-haired little girl came out and me and my husband, both dark hair, and I was like, who is this child? This is not mine. Why does she not look like me? So it was a tough one. It was like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. Like, she's got all this blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, she's perfect. And does she still have blonde hair now? Yeah, she does. Yeah. And, I just, and I asked because my both my children had blonde hair I say both, and one of them, the youngest, Dylan, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Dylan had extremely blonde hair, which is now darker now, um, but very blonde to begin with. And um, we laughed because I'm ginger, but they had both, both had a lucky escape. Um, but so, so then, obviously, you did have your second child, your daughter. Yeah. And that was two years ago, so... In the time that we've got left, I would love to hear now about the last two years for you. Because you said you're still on your journey, which I think is amazing. And you've achieved so much, you know, having lost eight stone, being on your journey. At some point in that two years, you've become a Slimming World consultant as well. Tell me about all of that. So I had my daughter, I put on five stone with her, pregnant with her. I had her and I fell pregnant naturally with our son. Three wait, months wait, wait, later. Wait, hang on a second. There's a third one? Yes, there's a third child. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. All natural. He was a complete shock, surprise. Um, obviously still with a five stone on top as well when it just happened. And we moved down to Kent in this time of being pregnant with him. But I rejoined back at Slimmer World when he was nine days old because I was fed up with this five stone on my body and I wanted red so in a year I've got that five stone back off plus the extra so all in all I've lost eight stone six stone yeah in the last year because I had extra I, I feel like we focused on so many things here but we kind of just skimmed past one of the most <laughs> poignant parts of the story which which I have to go into and that's all right so you had a third son it's incredible how the body works when you're not planning or don't have your hopes pinned on something. It's just, it's just incredible. The body's incredible. It can be our best friend and it can be our worst enemy. But so you gained weight, you'd gained weight with your daughter, had your son, and you said you decided then, okay, that is it. I'm going to go back. And you joined straight back. And yeah, I guess the question I want to ask about this, because so much of your weight loss journey had been about trying to have a family trying to lose weight for that being pregnant but yet now I would imagine after the third one <laughs> being pregnant again was <laughs> the last thing you wanted um <laughs> or we're gonna plan for I would say and it's nothing wrong with people who've got more than three kids I'm not I'm not saying that <laughs> at all I'm just saying that you know being a surprise 
But the fact that you went straight back to wanting to lose weight there, what was your motivation? That was for you this time, wasn't it? A hundred percent. It was for me. I made sure I was sterilized on my last son. I was, it was a C-section. So I made sure I was sterilized. So no more children. So I was ready to get this weight off and be me, a new me, because I've never been me without the extra weight. So yeah, it was just one of them that it was like, this is my time to shine. I need to lose this weight for me and my happiness. That's superb. And that's so important as well. And there's nothing wrong with having a goal or an objective that isn't focused directly on yourself. But I think it's just a beautiful like end, not the end to that story, but a, a, a beautiful next part of that story and that journey that all of a sudden now it's about you. And yeah. that's so important and often something we neglect or, or we don't think about. And that can come from not feeling like we're worthy or don't, you know, why would we do it for ourselves? We don't deserve it. So the fact that you had that change of mindset, then you're like, right, okay, let's get it done. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And at what part did you become a Slimming World Consultant? So it got to the point where I was like, right, I've, I've losing this weight for me. My next goal, I've always said from when starting Slimming World back in 2018, I want to be a consultant. I want to help other people on their journey to lose weight. So it got to the point where I started losing that weight again. And I went to an opportunity event and there was like, how much closer do you want to be to your target? And I was like, oh, I need another stone at this point. Like, I don't want to be losing too much. And I was like, okay, yeah, let, let's be a consultant kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I signed up to be a consultant. And I officially, I say opened, but the group was already open. So I, I relaunched my group back in November 2022 so not long so then how is it how are you enjoying being a consultant do you know what I absolutely love it and I knew it was going to be the job for me and I love every single day do you know when a member just messages me and they're like oh my god I feel so much better like I can get in these jeans and it's those non-scale victories as well as them weighing themselves that you can really see in their faces how much they're changing because I can see myself in them from so many years ago. That's so nice. And and I have so much respect for anybody who puts themselves forward to help others because I think it's such, again, such a personal thing and usually the reason for people to do it is for that reason, that they want to help others in the same way that they've been helped because at, that, at some point in your life, Kaylee, and some point in many people's lives, they didn't think there was that possibility to save themselves from that misery they were in. So if you're able to reach another person and show them that you can win it back, you can save it. Which is, I think that's why I share my story so much about my own mental health and my PCOS, because so many do come through them slim world doors that are going through the same situation. And obviously they don't open up about it. And until I welcome them into group and let them know why I started my journey that they actually open up and like oh my god I'm going through this at the moment it's nice to see them coming out at the other end although they're not near the near it yet it's nice to see them changing and like you said earlier sometimes like they need a cuddle they need to know that they're not on their own and that support can only come from outside of their their home in that moment so it's more than just helping people lose weight. You're you're supporting people in their their journeys 
like we said earlier, their journey through life. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I really do. I think that's why I share about I'm not at my target yet either. Because a lot of people think I'll be at my target because I'm a Summer Wild consultant. And I tell all my members I'm not at target. Okay, I'm close to it, but I'm not there. I'm constantly on this journey and I'm here to share it with you, which I think helps them massively even more. It's so powerful. I think it's so powerful because I, I've seen, and it's something that's like really bugs me, but I've seen occasions where consultants, not just for Slimming World, but people in certain positions are criticised or judged because of the way they look or the part of the journey that they happen to be on in that moment. And we all know it's not linear. We all know there's ups and downs. We know that, you know, we go forwards, we go backwards. But that's that's life. So to be able to be real and say, you know, this is my journey, I'm on my journey, I think it speaks volumes. And like you said, people can relate to that. They don't feel alienated. Oh, my consultant, you know, must be better than me. Or And it's not to say that people who are at Target have done anything wrong and, and shouldn't be proud of the fact they're at Target. But everyone's different. That's what we have to accept. We have to realise so whether you're still on your journey, whether you are at Target and have been at Target for 10 years, you know, everything has merit and everything has value to help others. So, uh, yeah, it bugs me when I hear people j judging others for that. Definitely. I completely agree with you. I can't agree with you anymore. Kaylee, there's even more to your story I want to talk about, you know, like your surgery <laughs> and stuff, but we've run out of time um, today. I think what I'm going to do is have you back on the show if that's all right. Absolutely. I know that you're someone who is keen to share your story to support others. And I'd love to even perhaps look into maybe us doing a like a live chat or something like that where people can ask questions, people can come and speak to you directly about your yeah. journey, if that would be okay. Yeah, 100%. I'm all for people asking anything they need to ask, whether it be about polycystic ovary syndrome or slim and mild or even just the the surgery i've had done yeah which we haven't even touched on today <laughs> so what i'll say is two things first question and then i'd love to know where people can go and find out how to follow you on instagram so first the question i want to ask is what advice do you want to share with our listeners today don't give up remember why you started your journey whether it's calorie counting Slim and Mild, Weight Watchers, any other lifestyle change out there, don't give up and remember every step is a step closer to your end goal. Amazing. Kaylee, I've enjoyed speaking to you so much. It's been really one that's got me in the feels because I think, you know, some of the things you've been through I can relate to and just the way that you're so brave in telling that story. Um, and that's before we even got into the the surgery and everything else that we want to delve into so if anyone's heard us talking about surgery and you know the fact you're still on your journey and wants to follow you and be with you on that journey where can they find you so i am on instagram so it's k l e e underscore slimming world 88 perfect kaylee thank you so much uh there will be links and you know people will be able to find you and if anyone can't as always, just get in touch with me and I'll point you in Katie's direction. Thank Kate, you. Thank you for being today's weight loss warrior. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking your time to talk about your story. And I, I for one, will definitely be following you as you go on through your journey. Thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. Take care of yourself. We'll speak soon, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.